Welcome to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. I'm your host, Selena Borns, founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Each week, we provide you with strategies, tips, and encouragement about pursuing your life's passions, embodying the confident version of yourself, and overcoming obstacles to living authentically so that you can attract success and be the boss in all areas of your life. What's up with Nurse Jackie down there? It's Dr. G. He on his lunch break. So what, you line me up and then Doogie Howser down there amputates my leg or something? We lost our house in the war. The only places available now have rents too high for a teacher's salary. We have to live in the car. Me and your trainer here, we was in the Olympics together. You remember Diane from track and field, right? Ah, you was gonna bring that. Right? You remember when I used to stop you in the second round of sparring, right? You peed yourself. Oh, yeah. That left hook. Now you're pushing it too far. Yeah, you're pushing it too far now. Yeah, people come along. Hey, don't worry. He's just a friend. Yeah, well, where the money at? I brought five hundred. Bitch, I said five grand. You think you're hey. slick? Did you just say hands up? N word? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Why? I mean, not not the hands up part, but the N word thing. Man, I'm trying to improve my language. In words, a divisive word. Read yourself some time to heat your coats. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. I'm your host, Selena Borns, your mindset strategist and founder of the Ladies Circle of Success. Now, today I am super excited because I am welcoming Kedrick Brown. Kedrick is a Houston-made and Little Rock-raised actor making waves in Hollywood. You may have seen him in some of my favorite hit television shows like New Amsterdam, Black Lightning, and Oprah Winfrey's drama series, Greenleaf, just, just to name a few, right? <laughs> Hello, Kedrick. Thank you so much for taking time hey, to hang out. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to hang out on the Polish Shamira podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well, gorgeous. How are you doing? How was life with you? I'm doing yes. awesome. Doing great. Yes. COVID days, we got to take the time out to genuinely ask, how are you? How exactly. are you doing? You know, because things have, have changed so much, you know, and affected us in so many different ways. So genuinely, mm -hmm. how are you doing? I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Doing awesome. We have our two-year-old granddaughter that we've been able to thankfully spend time with since COVID because she was born in November of 2020. And she's been coming oh, over to, to our house like every pretty much every day since she was three months old. So we've been having a lot years, of two years old. Two years old. Mm -hmm. Oh, two baby, years. I know that struggle. That two years. She, I wanted, she turned it up? Oh, all the time. Okay, well, yeah, I know that. She's on par. <laughs> She's on par. All the time. Right on par. All right. Now, I mentioned all those great television shows that you were in, but in 2020, I saw you here in Houston at the George Theater playing the lead role in Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. That was my first time seeing any productions in that theater, and my husband and I were blown away. So when we met you after the play, the one thing I remember thinking was how humble and grounded you are. So I want to know, what type of adversity have you had to overcome while pursuing your dream of acting? Um. You know, I think the uh, the difficulty about uh, choosing a career um, like being a, a professional uh, film and television actor is, um, you know, you're going to have your doubters, you know, just like any other career. But um, the likelihood of of you making it to a certain level, uh, you know, or being on, you know, a number of 
you know, hit number one TV shows or films um, is are the, the chances are astronomical, right? You have the it's about the same as making it to the NFL, right? right. And so um, I think within itself uh, of having to fight for those roles, you know, trying to fit a mold um, and uh, be what it is that they want you to be at that time in order to get that role. Um, I think the the big the biggest thing that I've had to overcome would be um, self doubt. Did I do this right? Did I do this well enough? Um, you know, we we can be our own worst critics at times, and so I think for a lot of uh, a, a lot of actors, uh, we tend to push ourselves out. We tend to uh, push ourselves out of out of roles. Uh, before we even give those who are doing the casting the opportunity to push us out, right? We start casting other people. Oh, that person looks like they're going to get it, you know, or they look better for the job, you know? So we start pushing ourselves out. So I think, you know, it's a, a the mental uh, state of uh, being confident in who you are and what you bring uh, to your your own career is, is definitely a huge struggle and battle with any artist, Um at a, at a certain point, but then you reach that point. Once you overcome that battle, uh, you start to um, become comfortable in who you are. And then that starts uh, a different battle because, because then Hollywood wants you to be a certain way and wants to put you on a box. And because you now know who you are, uh, you're unable to conform to that because uh, you know, you, you knowing that you must stay true to yourself. There's no way that you can just give over and, and allow them to recreate who you are because it fits their mold. Wow, definitely. And that just leads into my next question because you talked about being in the industry and, you know, polarization can occur when people differ on, you know, preferences or opinions. And I know you encounter a lot of people in your industry and there have been times where your real authentic self and their real authentic self just don't see eye to eye. So, what tips can you share on how you separate yourself from those moments and not take it personally? I think the biggest part about that is um, knowing what the overall goal is, right? Mm -hmm. right. Um, clearly, we want to create the best art possible. Mm -hmm. And we want to do it um, in a way that everybody's comfortable. And sometimes, you know, um, because of those difference of opinions mm -hmm. um, or values or morals, mm -hmm. um, you know, the art can still be created because, you know, several times you hear about, you know, film and TV actors who film together uh, or film shows. They're in the same show, but they just hate it working yeah. with each other. Right. Yeah. So in their minds, what they've done is they they've created um, the world of just get it done. Right. Get the job done first. Um, but most importantly, uh, you have to agree to disagree. Right. Right. And um, you have to know your bottom line. And if you know your bottom line, then um, agreeing to disagree uh, simply is going to be the best route. You know, this is one of the conversations I have when it comes to politics. Right. You have one side that's saying one thing, another side that's saying the other thing. Nobody's going to walk away from the conversation going, I changed my mind about what I was saying right. earlier. You were completely right. That never happens, right? Yeah. Out of all the presidential and you know uh, uh, po uh, political uh, debates that we've ever seen, nobody's ever done that, right? right. It's not going to happen. So you have to fix your mind around 
what's what's the ultimate goal here? And once you realize what that goal is, uh, being able to separate yourself uh, in your own personal things, you know, it helps to be able to move forward and mm-hmm. and, and get the work done. So, okay, you know, being able so, to do that. Is, is so, in order to do that, though, you have to come up with some sort of strategy, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> what kind of strategy? Now, you, know, get now. <laughs> you, right. got to, you got to come up with something. You have to come up with some um, sort of strategy. For, for me, the best thing to do, and I always have um, very wise people to consult um, mm-hmm. before I make a decision. Uh, my manager, obviously, being one of those people, uh, my agents, uh, sometimes, because sometimes mm-hmm. we may have a difference of opinion. We may mm-hmm. be the ones that, um, you know, in that particular area around, um, I'll give you an example. There was a role that I was being called in for that I just said, no, 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 I don't care what they, you know, and I turned it down and my agent came back a few days later and they really want, you know, really want to see, no, you know, no, I'm I'm not going to do that because of my own personal reasons, you know, I don't understand, what's the, what's what's the problem here, what's going on here, what's, you know, it was just a whole to do, Mm -hmm. so in that moment, I had to say, give me just one second. I'm going to call you right back. I'm going to call you right back. Give me just a second. I didn't end up calling them right back because I had to take a second because mm-hmm. sometimes we we um, listen to respond mm-hmm. uh, versus listening to comprehend. Right. So I had to take a moment to comprehend. You know, I take a moment because I could, I was listening and I'm not allowed to you. Originally, I was listening to be able to respond. My first thought was because I said so. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I also had to listen to comp- take a moment to, to step back to comprehend what they were asking and why they were so uh, so uptight about it is because, mm-hmm. you know, these type of opportunities for the agency doesn't come around, ah, mm-hmm. you know, often like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not just about Kedrick. Right. And so in realizing in what it is that I am and what it is that I do and the number of people that depend on me in different ways, I have to take a moment because it's my job. It's my responsibility mm-hmm. to take that time to step back and just think, mm-hmm. which is something that my father had always taught me. You know, when I was young, he's, even as, as a young man in college, he used to tell me all the time, he say, you know, son, you're a grown man now. You know, and I'm not going to tell you what to do. The only thing that I ask of you is that you think before you react. Right? Think before you, and I will be honest with you, that piece of advice has got has, has kept me away from a lot of trouble. It really has. Um, and, and I, I want to give that advice to as many young men and women as I possibly mm-hmm. can, because a lot of times, you know, people just react. Yes. Uh, and, and, and in those reaction moments. Your life can change exactly, so- and we see it too often in everyday in everyday life how people just react right. and catastrophic things happen, and they say, "Oh, I didn't think that this yeah. would happen." <laughs> so that's powerful, that. right? That's powerful, powerful advice that your father gave you. Um, mm-hmm. So you are a father, right? I am. I am a dad at baby. I'm a dad at right now. I ain't a father yet. I'm dad-ad. a dad at right now. <laughs> well, how old is your daughter? So my daughter will be three in January. Uh-huh. Okay. Three going on 33. That's why I yes. say when you, when you told me you had a two-year-old, uh, I said, oh, I know. 
Oh, I know. Yes, yes. My my two-year-old granddaughter, she since she spends so much time around adults because of COVID, she thinks mm-hmm. she's a little adult. So oh, yeah. you can't tell her nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, got, she got life figured out, baby. She can teach you a couple of things or two. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> little things like I'm trying to show her how to do. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. Let mm-hmm. me show you. I'm like, yeah, let me show you. But being a father and having this awesome career, it means that mm-hmm. you have a lot of constant change, right? Yeah. In your life and a lot of activity. And you have to keep a positive attitude when it comes to making progress in those relationships with your, your family, your daughter, and even in your career. So how do you find time to self-reflect and not lose who you are at your core? How do you stay grounded? Um, You know, the it's funny that you mentioned that because my daughter is one of the most uh, consistent people in my life, right? Um, she wants her dad at time mm-hmm. and she wants her snacks. Right. <laughs> so I can depend on her to be who she authentically is. Right. Uh, every moment of the day. And because that's the way that it is, and she, the way that she looks at me, she doesn't look at me because she doesn't know. She knows who her father is. She doesn't she right. care about any of that, right? She doesn't care. You know, you on television in front of millions right. of people. She don't care about none of that. That ass. Do you have the snacks or no? Right. <laughs> right. You know, in those type of moments for me, those reckoning moments for me, are the moments that that definitely keep me grounded because the realization that you know this person loves me just genuinely and authentically mm-hmm. because of just who I am to her. And I'd be having snacks, you know, so she she um, she definitely is a uh, instrumental part of keeping me grounded. Um, on the other side, um, you know, my mama and my sister, I have siblings, too. And you know, my mama and my sister, those are going to be the, the, the two, mo- uh, out, two uh, most outspoken of everybody. They're going to keep you grounded. Right. Right. They ain't gonna <laughs> let you become Mr. Hollywood. They're going to let that head right. get, so big get to the door. My mama and my sister, but my sister more so than my mama because my sister would be the one. I knew you win. You right? Uh-uh. Yeah. See, those are the people you don't want to come after you, right? They don't, you don't want those I knew you win people to come. Right? Exactly. But yeah, how, do you, yeah. how, do you, how do you take care of you, though? Because I know as a man, just in general, sometimes you just have so much weight on your shoulders as far as, you know, you know your career, taking care of family. Um, and a lot of it can weigh on you heavily, you know, mentally right. and emotionally. How do you well, take care I, of you? you know, the, the most beautiful part about that is that I have people, which is which is not common, but I'm so grateful, is that I have people in my life who will allow me that time to step back mm-hmm. and understand that I'm, I have a lot going on and I'm dealing with a lot and they'll work with me. How can I help you, Kedrick? How can I be there for you? Even if it's just standing on the side of you and not saying anything, mm-hmm. you know, those people are the people that, that really um, allow me uh, to wheel it back in and to take care of myself, right? Even sometimes they have to get on me, you know, and remind me, hey, man, you, you can't be running your, your clock like this, right? You got to take care of yourself. There are people who depend on you. Um, you know, you want to continue to be able to do what it is that you're doing, you know, so let's make sure we do it, um, in a healthy and safe way, you know, just that, that's one of the things that I think I disagree with the most when it comes to, um, you know, the whole rich people quote of, 
Mm-hmm. You know, rich people never sleep. Right, right. That's horrible. I think that's, I think that's terrible advice mm-hmm. to give to someone in the um, in the wake of trying to uh, encourage them to become the better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Is to say, you know, if you want to be great, then you can't sleep. Right. And I think that's. I just think that's terrible advice. You know, you have to keep the oil burning around the clock, and I, I just think that that's terrible advice because people interpret that. And they go, oh, I have to keep it burning and keep it going. And they, they right. just spin the, and they keep that hamster wheel going. And now they're working themselves to death exactly. trying to keep that wheel moving. And they haven't taken an opportunity to, to really step back and take care of themselves, right? And exactly. take care of everybody else. So um, having those instrumental people uh, a part of my life that allow me that time to be able to step back and take care of myself, you know, go to therapy. Um, you know, get those massages, even if it's just me. I'm gonna tell you right now. You call me on Sunday. I'm sitting in front of the TV watching my Dallas Cowboys. You know? Oh so wow! Don't, so don't call me on no Sunday because I'm right. not gonna answer, right? And I tell you, so um, it's you know setting the priority, the priorities mm-hmm. in, in order. You know, uh, prioritizing your time mm-hmm. and uh, sticking to that. You know, when I'm with my daughter, I'm with my daughter. Right. Um, if you call me in business, I have to call you back. That's awesome. That's awesome. I am so glad that you you said that you don't agree with that. You know, rich people don't sleep. (laughs) Because, you know, you hear it so often. And, you know, I find myself kind of caught up in that a little bit as well, because, you know, I work a full time job, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I'm, you know, I do the coaching. I coach women. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to make time for my husband, my granddaughter and all that. And I, I would find myself up all hours of the night, 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and have to be to work my, my job job at 6.30. And right. it had gotten to the point where, you know, I was just literally exhausted. And my husband right. had to say, look, you, I don't mind you pursuing, you know, all of these things, <laughs> but you right. need to cut it off at a certain time. You know, right. how about how about midnight, <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, it's great to have someone in your corner that's looking out for you and that won't let you push yourself to that limit. Right. So let me ask you this now. What do you do in your spare time when you're not filming or, or doing your acting thing? Oh, I I am such a sucker for my daughter. So, um, you know, I, I spend, you know, my time with her as much time as possible because um, I, it's so important for fathers. We talk about how important fathers are for our boys, but um, being an educator... Mm-hmm. I can also see the flip side mm-hmm. of how important it is for fathers to be present uh, in their daughter's lives as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not just financially, because that's the easy part. Right. right? Giving money is the easy part. Mm-hmm. But that time, life lessons, mm-hmm. uh, life experiences are things that they will forever cherish far more than any dollar amount you could give them. Right. So I, I tend to value the time that I have with her and spend with her. But when I'm not rolling around or wrestling with her, I'm sitting in front of my TV watching them Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> there you go with them Cowboys. <laughs> See, I'm not a sports fan, but my husband is, and he, oh, he don't like it. He's with the Saints or the Steelers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can they hate to see us coming, baby. They hate to see the Cowboy fan coming because they know we represent all the way through and through. Loud, just loud all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you said you're an educator. So tell us more about that. Tell us more so, about that. 
Um, I actually have been an educator for going on, geez, 14, 15 years. Wow. Um, I have worked in from every grade level, uh, from the second grade all the way through the collegiate level. Um, currently now I'm the theater arts director in Fort Bend at one of our middle schools in Fort Bend ISD. Okay. And I think it's so important that I give, because that's one of the questions my students tend to ask me, whatever school I'm at. I just saw you on TV. Like, what are you doing here? Right. (laughs) So I asked them, I said, you tell me, why am I here? You tell me why am I here? Do you think I'm here for me? Because not being here, I'm still okay to do what it is that I do professionally. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it wheels them in to start thinking about why is he, why is he really here? Mm-hmm. And they st- and I have students who figure it out and they go, you're here for us. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the most important things um, about being an adult, uh, just being a human period is, when people interact with you, they should be better. Exactly. Once they leave you. Yes. Leave them with and, a sense of increase. In in some aspect, mm-hmm. they should be better. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it can vary in in what ways, and you know, but they should be better than they were yesterday when they leave your presence. And so, mm-hmm. all of the students that I encounter, which is. You know, one of the, you know, being an educator is is one of the um, largest outreach programs that we exactly. have in existence, right? Yeah. Because on a daily basis, I interact with 312 kids mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Wow. Just in my immediate, in front of me, have conversation with and encourage mm-hmm. and you have influence over, right? And then you look at the masses that walk through the hallway who stop mm-hmm. and talk to me, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, the, I think that's, it's just extremely important. And, and I, I actually, I love it. I love to do it because watching them grow and glow, mm-hmm. you know, from what they learn in my course uh, is extremely rewarding for me. And I think it's awesome that, you, that you're an educator because it not only sets a good example for the kids of, you know, work ethic and all of that, but it gives them, you know, you know how like a lot of times when they say, well, they say, I see you on TV. When you're a child and you see someone on television, you think, oh my gosh, they're larger than life, right? But to right. have you there on a daily basis and to, for them right. to be able to put their hands on you lets them know that. I dap them up and give them elbow right? cause of COVID now because COVID will take over. So I don't <laughs> slap hands. Right. Give me some elbow. There right? You go. <laughs> but I mean, they see that you're human. They see that right. you, you live and breathe just like them. And, and I'm pretty sure you may ex- inspire them to say, hey, well, well I can do that too. Right. right, and that's my objective. That's my right. ultimate goal. You know, awesome. um, I I think you know it's extremely important to encourage them because they're so influential at that age. Right, and one of the things that I try to teach them is that those who say they can and those who say they can't are both usually right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so um, I think you. It's important to. Um, to start there because you know that you know the kids are that that's who's leading tomorrow right so yes it's all about creating that positive mindset very right. early like mm-hmm. you said because you know if they say they can't they can't because they're going to they're going to believe that and internalize it and they're going to make that come into fruition they're going to be a product of their circumstances right there you go right okay Me so too. here's a fun question for you if okay. 
there was a theme song that played every time you walked into the room, what would it be? <laughs> um, there was a thing song that played every time I walked into the room. What would it be? Um, let me think. What would that thing song be? I just uh, knew you would have one like that. <laughs> I, there's so many that goes through my head, and you know, I change moods so often, baby. You know, we. <laughs> Um, I just, I think, um, James Brown, mm -hmm. get up off of that thing. <laughs> okay. Because, right. because, um, uh, I, I, when you listen to the actual words and I know some people be confused by what James say, right. or what James be saying, but, um, when James say, get up off of that thing and dance until you feel better, mm -hmm. right? For that, for me, that means something. Um, let's not just sit around and wait for something to happen. Mm -hmm. Let's get up and be proactive. Mm -hmm. Let's move, mm -hmm. right? Let's make something happen. And yeah. I think so often people get so complacent and they get in a place where they feel like, oh, uh, it's just gonna spontaneously happen to me. And that's not how life works, mm -mm. right? So you have to, and I we're, we're in that age now where, you know, our young people are getting so lazy. Ugh. Don't I yeah. know? <laughs> so, you know, when James say, get up off of that thing, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I, you know, for me, mm -hmm. let's get up, let's be proactive, let's move, let's get into it, man. Yes. Right. Moving, grooving, you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You be the captain of your own ship, you know, you make your own destiny. And when you say young kids are lazy, yes, I have three that are 26, 21 and 23. And, you know, it's really crazy. You know, they're out in the world doing their own thing now. They're all on their own. But something as simple as phone calls. You know, they don't do everything is always the phone and texting. We could be in the same room and I'll say, well, ask your sister. They'll send a text. Why? Microwave world. Yes. Microwave society. Mm. All right. So tell us what is there anything that you're working on right now? Something that we need to be on the lookout for? Yes. Um, so if you're not familiar uh, with uh, the game, uh, the reboot is here. Okay. And uh, it's on Paramount Plus, and I have been so fortunate to be able to join uh, the cast this season. Another one uh, of my favorite shows. <laughs> so um, you'll definitely be seeing me in the upcoming weeks um, on the game. Okay. Uh, everything in production, as far as uh, you know, the industry is shutting down because of the holidays yeah. now. Right. Um, but I will be picking back up uh, pretty soon, hopefully. And so um, this season, I'm on this season. So I'm extremely proud about that. Um, mm -hmm. Ava DuVernay season two of Cherish the Day uh, will be coming uh, to uh, own in 2022. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm fortunate enough to be a part of that, uh, that okay. cast as well. So I'm extremely um, proud to be joining back uh, with the own team as, you know, Greenleaf was right, right. the first uh, Show and I I enjoyed Cherish the Day too. I watched all of that. So. Okay, with that. So yeah. So we'll I'll be, be seeing you that too. <laughs> all right. Well, I know you have a website. So if you want to mm -hmm. give people the website so that they can look you up and kind of keep going and following you and your, your social media handles, all that stuff. 
So KedrickBrown.com. So it's my first and last name, K-E-D-R-I-C-K, Brown, like the color, like your beautiful brown skin. And um, all of my social media handles are the same, at the Kedrick Brown. Um, so we can keep it real simple for the people. So follow me. Send me a message. I have an area on my website where um, you can send me a message and it'll come straight to my email. Um, just because sometimes people have, you know, aspiring questions. They want to know. How do I get started in the industry? How did you get started? Right. You know, which is important, especially because I started when I was the same age as my kid, the kids that I teach. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I just I love, I love, love, love that you're so approachable because like I said, we met you after the play and then, you know, I reached out to you, you know, I slid into your DMs, you know, <laughs> said, so would you like to be on my podcast? And you were like, sure. And I was like, oh, okay. So that easy? <laughs> Well, you know what they say, you you won't know unless you ask, right? Right. So, and that's one of the things that I tell people all the time. You know, you have not because you. Exactly. You yeah, ask. You not. ask not. So I, I tell them all the time, you know, most definitely. And I've had people say, you know, say some because they think they go, oh, they have they in their mind. I don't know what idea <laughs> of me they've built in their heads, but they mm -hmm. go, man, you know, I'm sitting here. We just talking and you're like a real person. Like, yeah, you know. But again, it's those people in my life. Um, that allow me to be a real human. Mm -hmm. um, that really um, keeps me grounded and, you know, All keeps right. me motivated to, you know, just be you, be me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, I will have the links to Kedrick's information in the description of the podcast episode. And I just want to thank you again so much for taking time, taking right. this time to talk to me and uh, hang out on the Polish Mirror podcast. So oh, yes. until Bye. next time, everyone, we will be talking to you later. Bye. Thank you so very much for listening to the Polish Your Mirror podcast. Please subscribe and share. You can join our community by visiting Ladies Circle of Success on Facebook. I'm your host, Selena Borns. And as always, remember to keep your mirror polished because no one can do it better than you.